Welcome back. We're live, pal. Andrew Zarin and I here. Uh, this is our first show of 2023, yeah? Yeah, man. We were off last week. We took off last week, and this is our first show for 2023. Uh, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. So, uh, we didn't get to talk about uh, some of the things the from last week, because I wanted to talk about a little bit about, you know, Wrestle Kingdom and such. But, of course, as it always happens, big news came uh, before the weekend with this Vince stuff. And I know that you've talked about it on Matt Men and on Wrestling Observer Live. I've talked about it with with Dave and, and on the Fight Game Podcast. But we haven't talked about it together. So I do want to spend some time talking about this Vince stuff, man. So where do you sit now? You know, it's Tuesday, January 10th. He is uh, back in business as far as, you know, being back in the company, though he's not in charge as far as we know. Uh, he says that he will not be in creative. Everyone else's job is sort of uh, the, the secure right now. And uh, wh- wh- where do you? Wh- what is your Tuesday afternoon take on what's going on with Vince right now? Um. So uh, on on Sunday, I I did Wrestling Observer Live, and I had John Alba on, and he was a great uh, great help breaking this down for everybody. If you haven't checked it out, uh, John did a great job with me on th- on Sunday. Uh, you know, he's saying he's not in charge, but I mean, listen, you know, you know what it's like. You work in a corporate environment. So do I. Uh, yeah. I've been in many corporate environments. You've worked for startups. You've worked for big companies. Uh, if if the the executive chairman of the board is around. You don't think people are going to appease him with what they're doing, with the work that they do, considering the fact that this guy ran the business for 40 some odd years when Vince is around now that people know that Vince is, you know, in a uh, in a in a top position in the company. You don't think the the, the mentality is going to shift a little bit to appease that. Of course it is. Uh, I don't think Vince is going to be hands on with creative right now. I don't think he wants they, WWE wants that image out there, but. If Vince is not happy with something, I'm willing to bet that they're going to listen. It's not like they're going to say, you know, hey, old man, you said you're not going to get involved. You know, that 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 concept to me makes no sense at all. I definitely think he's going to have, you know, he his fingerprints are going to be involved in stuff. I don't necessarily think he's going to sit there and rewrite scripts for Monday Night Raw. But if he doesn't like something and he doesn't like a direction, he's going to be pretty vocal about it. He's not a type not to be. So I agree with you. And, and there's going to be a lot of political tea leaf reading going on. But as far as we know, is he even in the office now in you know companies today? You don't have to be in the office to, to be an active participant in, in the day to day. But I think um, folks, I, I think that I think the dynamic definitely changes if he starts walking around, you know, the, I guess there's going to be a new Titan Towers, right? The new Titan Towers. And he's kind of strutting around, you know, throwing throwing his weight around. I think that's a little bit of a different story. But right now, if he's not in the office, I think people are sort of a little apprehensive, kind of waiting for some, for more things to happen. But it's a little bit different than if he was, you know, had his office and, and sitting in his office, you know, every day, right? Do we, do we know that he wasn't showing up? Because... I mean, there are rumors that he was, you know, I think Wrestling Inc. had an article. I don't know if it was their story or they were republishing somebody's story, but the report was that he was around. 
so I, you know i i have a very this this is such a, a a bizarre story and you have to kind of be careful when it's a you know you know there's a company for sale and you don't want to fill in blanks here and you don't want to mislead people especially with this show you know and we're on observer we're on the wrestling observer website you don't want to kind of say something that that you it's your opinion but my opinion uh i'm not stating a fact my opinion is that you know i i do think he's going to be around and i do think mm-hmm. he's going to be giving his input so I've i seen... I, d- I have a hard time i have a real hard time believing that this this guy is just gonna he's just there for the sale and he's just there for you know j- just to get the deal done and he's not involved in any other input as far as TV goes. Royal Rumble's here, right? Yeah. Who's helping yeah. with that? WrestleMania is happening. Vince McMahon has been involved in every single one. I, I I can't imagine he won't be involved. And even before he came back, my opinion was that he would be back to assist in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the sale piece of this is a very attractive story to media reporters and and we're starting to see this story get picked up in the national media not just on like sports media even even hollywood media uh there was a podcast that i listened to uh frequently called the town with matt bellany and uh, his his guest was lucas shaw uh matt former editor of uh, the hollywood reporter lucas writes for bloomberg so these guys are in the know and they did an entire show based off of who the possible buyers would be. And, uh, you know, out of all of those companies, what, what, which of those companies do you think are, are the companies that you would predict to probably be, you know, on the priority list when it came to buyers? Uh, I I would say as far as a, a, like a media conglomerate, I would say Comcast, NBCU for sure. Um, the, you know, a lot of people are leaning towards Disney and I don't see it being Disney considering that they're, they're looking to offload ESPN. Uh, I, I can't, I, I, I don't, I have a hard time with Disney, but you know, to me, Comcast makes the most sense considering they're, they're very intertwined with them and Comcast is paying them a tremendous amount of money. They have a TV rights deal happening. Uh, they want to most likely get all the properties. So right now they're paying them 240 or so million dollars a year for Smack uh, for Raw, plus another 200 million dollars a year for Peacock. Uh, plus they're paying for NXT, and they will pay you know whatever that Fox deal is 300 million or so for um, for for SmackDown. You're looking at a billion dollars a year almost. You know, it kind of makes sense for you to kind of look at this and say, well, the company's evaluation, even if it's at like one hundred and nine dollars a share, it's still under ten billion dollars. We could recoup that cost in, you know, six years or so where we'll save money on the TV rights. The ad revenue is directly to us. There's no kind of rev split at all. Uh, But at the end of the day, will Vince McMahon be in charge and who will they put in charge of that brand? If they go with an Endeavor or they go with a sovereign wealth fund like the Saudis or Qatar, most likely they would keep everything in place the way it is. And we saw Dana White's situation. You know, they weren't quick to, Mm-mm. you know, slap Dana's hand. Uh, I, if they go private, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I've always lead, led with Peacock being, NBCU being the, the, the thing that makes the most sense, especially with the universal property. 
right? Mm -hmm. TV movie distribution, television distribution, and amusement park. That's a missing sure. element that WWE has wanted for a very long time. I've had conversations with people at WWE over the years. They've considered some sort of Vegas residency. They've considered amusement parks over the last decade or so. You know, their IP is is tremendous. You know, how about an Undertaker roller coaster? An Undertaker a haunted house? I mean, I know it's stupid to say that, but I mean, this really makes a lot of sense if you tie it in properly. Uh, I don't think Endeavor is going to get you that, and I don't think a, a a you know the Saudis will get you there. But if you're if you're looking at the value and who has cash on hand, uh, you know if the Saudi and also overpaying, right? I don't think Peacock yep. is going to pay ten billion dollars for this thing. I don't think Endeavor is going to pay ten billion dollars for this thing. But you know who might? The Saudis might. Okay, so here's another question. Now, the re- like what you said about Comcast, the reason why you kind of put them in the forefront is because they are already paying so much money for the license uh, to, for, for the television shows. But as we know, cable and DirecTV, th- those subscriptions are, are, are dropping fairly quickly, right? So is that what they're paying for whatever they if they buy the company like you're saying oh you know you may recoup the the investment but what happens if tv rights fees for wwe goes down in five years or in 10 years because cable is just not not what it used to be and now it is more streaming and they still haven't you know and maybe they hadn't haven't figured out how to exactly monetize that in the best way i just think the future of the rights in of itself is really murky. And so I'm not sure that Comcast just going head over heels and saying, no, we're just going to pay for this because, you know, we're already investing so much money in just the, the television show. That That is something that is a little... I, I would be worried about that a little bit. It is unanswered. Now, the, the only thing that I can compare it to is the NFL. And we know the NFL is king, Right. Out of the top 100 shows on cable TV, all of last year, 2022, something like 82 of them were NFL games. And NFL, I think that I think their TV deal, they signed it for like 11 years or something. And and if you think about how valuable they are to that ecosystem, you would think we're going to sign a shorter deal. And then in five years, we're going to come back and and then we're going to get double. Like, that's just how it's been working, right? But they signed a super long deal. And I don't don't know. No one has said anything. And I haven't really read anything on it. But I kind of wonder if the reason they did that is because they are foreseeing the cable numbers going down, 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 down. And they weren't going to get into a spot in five years where maybe they weren't going to get double like they used to. And so they sort of invested in the idea of we're just going to go long term with this next deal and and yeah. and worry about that, you know, when it gets here. But so that's kind of my, my thought. Have do you do you have any thoughts on you know whenever this bubble is is going to burst? Well, it, it really comes down to, you know, I, it, I'm going to backtrack a little bit, right? Because I'm seeing a ton of this and Steven, Steven in our chat room is bringing this up and, and tons of other people. They brought up Amazon and and and, you know, uh, Amazon and Apple, Generally, Amazon, Amazon, Apple comes and up. Google are, Google. are always going to be involved here. here. Here's the reality. OK, and this is uh, I come from an ad sales background. 
you cannot generate the ad sales for digital that you can with network or or cable television. It's not near it yet. And and I listen, viewership consumption that's great and you and I both know this. We we you know, uh you're you're in the digital space and so am I. I've sold digital ads for the last decade and a half. You cannot get the same amount of view uh of ad revenue, ad dollars that you can on cable because Amazon, for all that they do, oh, there's, there's multiple parts here. One, uh, Peacock benefits from having WWE on their property because it brings more people to them, right? At least a million people. A- Amazon already has your money. Most people already have Amazon Prime, unless Amazon is looking to launch another service, which I don't think. I know they're looking to split off their sports, yeah. but it's not going to be a separate you know, monthly fee for that. Right. Amazon also does not have the same institution in place that Peacock does or Fox does or Paramount does to sell ads and have the metrics to back it up. Yes. Cable is king still. I, I And listen, I, I'm one of those people 10 years ago said cable will be dead in 10 years and I was wrong because ad revenue generates everything. First run sports is still king on, on cable uh, there. And the, the, the NFL is getting more money than ever. For ads, WWE's probably, I would say Fox is, you know, I don't have the exact number, but when I spoke to someone at Fox, uh, when when they went over, they said, I said, well, how, how, what are the ad pricing? You know, how are you guys selling the ad? Because it all comes down to, you, you know, you're paying them $300 million a year or whatever they were paying them. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, whatever that number is. Um, how much are you spending on that 30 second ad on Fox you know, Fox Network to make sure the money is even. What was said to me is that they make a profit, but they're closer to make breaking even than making like, oh my gosh, look at how much money we're making off the show. Right, right. So if that's the case with Fox, and I'm sure that's probably the case with USA where they're, you know, they're, they're making money for sure. They're not losing money on this show. I don't think Amazon's going to be able to do that. Amazon's probably going to be at a loss when it comes to selling the ad revenue. And that's where you're going to make your money. So, okay, I, I agree. TV rights deal is important uh, if you're a private if you're a private firm and, and it's important if you're a network established brand uh, to to kind of continue, continue with the ad sales and continue with your you know secondary uh, platform that you're putting them on like Peacock. But it, I, I can't see it being Amazon or Google or Google or, or Apple to make money with this. I don't think they okay. will be able to. I agree with you 100 percent today right but mm. in today not five years from now not 10 years right. from now i'm talking about in today, five yeah. years from now that could change now here here are some of the the reasons why apple is basically investing in or they they already paid for the rights to the mls and so they're going to have all of the mls's games um so there that's sort of a test though i think that's going to be a little bit of a subscription model but there are breaks in games where you do have to show ads, right? So there's going to be something there. The uh, the Amazon deal with the NFL this year was kind of that test, right? They need to build out an ad network if you if if they're going to get into live sports. Same with Netflix and all these other companies. If you get into live sports, you have to build out an ad network because you you're not your sports are just not this uh sh- you know the 
in the timeouts, you don't just go on the field and listen to what the players are, are talking about. There's nothing happening. So there are natural stoppages for, for ads. Um, Apple did the deal with baseball this year, and I thought it was poor because there were there were stoppages. You know, the team is up, and then they get the three outs, and then, then you go to a break, and there was, like, nothing to show. And so as a fan... You know, usually when that happens, when we're watching on TV, we just go to our phones or whatever. But the blank screen was even more annoying yeah. than commercials. So all of these services are going to need, need to build out, you know, the, these ad teams and, and, and all this stuff. But here, here's the thing that I'm wondering about when it comes to, to uh, what you just said is the key for these big companies is that they have money to essentially waste apple and google youtube tv just bought the uh the nfl direct ticket right they bought that whole thing Uh, and amazon they have the money to go hey we want to try to drive more eyeballs to our service so getting wwe to amazon would be for them to say oh since we have your wwe eyeballs like here's all the other stuff that we that we now want you to to watch or to to see or whatever and, you know and then you have to have your your Amazon Prime uh, subscription in order to see the content. So I think it will be used sort of in the same way where you it's not really there to make giant money, but it is there to put a magnifying glass on other things in this, in whatever you're building. But right now I agree with you in that all three of those companies, they aren't ready for something like raw. Now, does that mean that at some point, you know, can you do, and and this is what I think Nick Khan is probably going to do is, you know, you have your broadcast rights for both of these television shows. You have your Peacock and whether it's going to be Peacock or not, uh, for for your network, you have your second day, uh, second day rights, and then is there opportunities like that Facebook show that they did with the mix match challenge stuff? Are there opportunities to put on more content on some of these streaming platforms to then not only work with these companies but get another revenue source? Yeah. Whether it re- whether it's a giant revenue source or not, you're sort of creating. You know, here's what we can deliver to you. And if that works, then the next time this thing comes up, we're going to get even more. You're creating another revenue stream. So that's the piece that I think is is going to be really interesting as well. Yeah, I, I there's so many moving parts here, um, you know, and also if they were to leave Peacock and they go to whatever Amazon, how fast can Amazon build them, a, a, you know, a, a platform for all their content? You know, that's another thing. We know that it took them a while to do a Peacock. I- I'm leaning towards, personally, if I lean towards Peacock. Also, you know, what does Vince want to do? Is he going to stay? Is he just here for this and then he's going to leave? I that's the next part of the question that I was going to ask you. <laughs> I don't, I don't, listen, man, you know, like, I, I I don't know how what he's thinking right now. I do know what people around him were thinking, uh couple you know a couple days before this letter got got sent to the board yeah uh, you know you you know we had that conversation and there was no uh i mean i was told straight out that people that you think that would want him back don't 
Yeah. He, Vince allies don't want him. They're, they're, they're thriving in this environment. So I don't think Vince is back just for this. I th- I don't think he's going to be like, okay, I got the deal done. See you guys later. I'm here for the money. He's back to be in power. This is my opinion, my opinion and, and the opinion of people that work there. So, so, the, I, so the, the, uh, the, the reason why I wanted to ask you this is because, so when the wall street journal story comes out and then we see Vince's own press release that his team puts out, I was talking to Dave cause I just kind of wanted to get hit. You know, Dave has covered Vince McMahon more thoroughly than any human alive. I believe Yes. Uh, Dave, you know, like he knows more about Vince than than anybody else. And so I was like, okay, what's the reason why Vince wants to sell now? Like what what is the benefit to to selling now? And he said, and and I can I can say this because we talked about it on Wrestling Observer Radio. He said, well, if Vince can find a way to be part of the 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 leadership team again, then when he does sell, then it's harder to remove him. But if he was yeah. to sell from the outside and not be involved in the day-to-day, it would be really hard for the, the people that buy that thing to then remove all the people who are in leadership roles now to put Vince back in. So yeah. that was Dave's opinion on why now, why, why is this happening now? It was so... You know, Vince thinks that the market is right, and I, I, I kind of wonder if they, if they may have missed it a little bit, just because of the so much of the uncertainty in 2023 when it comes to these large media companies uh, spending money. But if, if that is the case, and they, they can sell, he's going to probably want to sell to someone who is willing to put him back in charge, right? Like that would make the most sense if he yeah, if doesn't. He, I mean, if, private. Doesn't I mean private? Right. More leaning more toward. I mean, listen. He he's had such a relationship with NBCU for forty some odd years, uh, but you know the wrong person comes into play and you're gone. But if you could work something out with an Endeavor, I'm I'm throwing Endeavor as as a brand that people know. Well, and we, as we know, Endeavor UFC helped Endeavor go public, right? Yeah. So they prob they probably wouldn't want to bring it back private. But what about? So here's the, here's the one that I want to get your opinion on. I don't know too much about. CAA, but there was a there there has been a thought that maybe they want to do the Endeavor game plan and buy this company that then helps them go public because uh, of the Nikon well. because of the Nikon connection the Nikon connection Nick you know Nick's yeah, got I, people there I mean, it's an interesting idea I, I, it's not it doesn't sound like it would be one that I would put high on the the the, the top so, five list or whatever, though. I, I saw the Nikon story that uh, a lot of people are publishing, saying that you know if this deal were to go through, Nick, if he could facilitate this deal, he would get something around you know more than what AEW gets a year for their network de- their their thing. And a lot of people are calling it a broker fee. You can't use that word. You you cannot be a broker and be an be be an exec an officer of a company. So. A lot of people are using the wrong term, a broker. That's illegal if you're a broker, but uh, he is an officer uh, and he he can't work as a broker, but he can be incentivized in some way. So it could be a, uh, a retention package or a severance plan, uh, depending on whether whatever the owners want to do. But I do think, you know, that, that Nikon connection is a is a big deal and he has a huge reach, especially with sports media. So. You know, 
It could be. I, I, but again, why? He could come in today and be in power in that company, right? Vince. He's already there. He just said it already. They set sure. the bylaw already. He, he changed the bylaw stating that essentially they cannot do anything without his approval. They can't sell the company. They cannot get a TV rights deal because he holds majority of the, the, the class B, 80, 81%. I, I, I'm curious to know why the sale, unless someone is offering you some astronomical double over market value price. I, I, I'm, I'm still trying to understand what, what the point of a sale is considering they have so much cash on hand. This is not a company, especially publicly traded companies rarely want to sell like this if if they are financially doing what WWE does. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm uh, very curious as to why. The the one that <laughs> the one that I love, and this is one that we'd sort of been talking about forever, is uh what if The Rock w- w- was with some some deep pocket folks and he kind of becomes the spokesperson or the lead person? Uh, that's always a fun one, but I don't know. Do you think The Rock and Vince would work together, or do you think The Rock would be like, "Nope, I gotta, I gotta be in control here"? Um, it's hard, right? Like, you know, uh, the I would say a lot of people view Vince in a very different way. They view him, you know, we hear it all the time that he was like a father figure to them, and he gave them an opportunity. So, I, I think people like like Dwayne and and Austin, they're a little softer with Vince. When it comes to uh, criticizing him because of the opportunities they've been given because of him, but I don't know. I mean, The Rock is a is a you know he's a mega alpha guy. We we mm-hmm. we know how hard he works. Uh, if there was a, you know, I've always seen him being tied in somehow. We already have the XFL tie in. What if it's it's another firm that wants to buy him, take him private, have Dwayne lead it, and 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 keep things in place. Is is I, I, the Rock on uh, with WME? I I don't know. Is he? So, I believe he was with CAA at some point, and then left for WME. But that was that was like over ten years ago. So I don't know if yeah. there's any updated information. But what if uh, what if Endeavor did want it? And and there's a rock tie-in right there. Rock and Dana White are also friends. Uh, maybe that would be the way in. I don't know. But uh, okay, so uh, so <laughs> I, I do think I do think the Endeavor stuff is very interesting. But does Endeavor have six? Uh, let's say upwards of seven, eight billion dollars right now. The market value was six point two billion on Friday. We're already up another couple points. They're at ninety dollars now a share. They closed two and a half points up today, two two seven five. So to to, I mean, this is going to be around a seven to eight billion dollar company by the mm-hmm. time the sale happens. Maybe maybe a little bit more. So who has that kind of cash on hand? I don't know if Endeavor you know has that ability. You know, I. Or, or do they want to? Okay, so the last piece of this, and, and I think it relates to the next topic that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I believe it was Fightful, Sean, that reported that Jay White is probably not going to re-sign with New Japan. And so immediately, 
the thought is, oh, so where does he go? Is it going to be WWE? Is it going to be AEW? And my immediate thought was, if I was Jay, I would like hold off on WWE <laughs> until I knew what was really going on, right? Because let's say let's say you sign a three-year deal with WWE, and then all of a sudden in six months, Vince is back in charge, right? And then and not, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that is what you would be worried about because with Vince being back in charge uh, of talent versus Triple H, as we've seen, Triple H is adding people and Vince was all about cutting people. Now, maybe if they do sell, they're going to have to cut, cut people anyways. But that just the uh, insecurity uh, of that, I think, would be a little weird. And I don't know if that means he's going to go to AEW or not. But if I was Jay, I'd just be like, okay, we need to figure out what the landscape is here. Do you think, you know, we, we've heard FTR, uh, you know, possibly going back to, to WWE. I wonder how much of this puts all of these upcoming free agents or the talent who wants to, you know, either go back or leave. I wonder how much of this changes all of those plans. Well, it, you know, it's uncertainty and that's never good when you're trying to make a decision. You don't you don't want to go towards uncertainty and there's both there's uncertainty with both companies now. AEW yeah. has a ton of uncertainty because they're they're in the middle of a of a negotiation as well. Uh you know, we we saw the 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 negative year I would say that they had last year. Uh WWE was on the upward swing until this happened. I, it depends on what you want, you know? If you want to, you know, for Jay White, where does he benefit the most? I I I, I would I would have defaulted to AEW that he would benefit AEW, but uh, I don't know if that's the case anymore because AEW has a ton of talent, amazing top tier talent that's not really doing much. So, and would Jay White come in at the highest level? I'm not so sure. In, in where in AEW or AEW? WWE? I think he would probably come in at the highest, a higher level. I mean, who does if he goes to WWE, he's going to main roster, not NXT, or maybe yes. not. So if he, if he would go to w, to AEW, he's probably leading another faction, just like the Bullet Club, and, and and you know maybe there are some connections with former Bullet Club members that that could be put in, in a team with it. I just I just don't see like when I watch AEW television, and this is different from watching New Japan. The stuff that he does so well at New Japan, you really need to let that stuff breathe, man. And in AEW, they don't let anything breathe. Everything is just rapid fire because they don't want to lose any viewers. And so, and but on the on the flip side, I don't know that WWE is perfect for him either because I can just see, you know, the, his style and and what he does to get over not being gimmicky enough for that yeah. style so it, it's very oh, interesting he comes he's, he's out to be a very interesting free agent well what happens he shows up on raw and then all of a sudden the miz comes out and cuts a promo and he's like no nobody knows you it doesn't <laughs> exactly. matter what you've done i'm the miz i'm a wwe former wwe champion and then he does a program with the miz and then baron corbin shows up <laughs> and he has a program with baron corbin and eventually he wrestles Seth Rollins and they have a great match. I mean, this that's yeah. the WWE yeah. way of doing yeah, that, things. That's that's a blueprint. You know, Cody, Cody always could work in WWE because Cody was there and he has the name and people right people know Cody Rhodes. Cody wants I, I to be know. bigger than life. He absolutely of wants yeah. that. Yeah. He wants that. That's his, that's what he thrives to. And Cody wants more than just wrestling. When he left in what what was that, 2016? 
When do you leave? Uh, yeah, good good question. I don't even remember. Whatever it was, 2015, 2016, whatever, whenever he left. I remember watching and listening to an interview he did, and I was shocked. He said, I don't plan on wrestling full time. I don't plan on doing this for too much longer. My aspirations are to go into film and other things. And this guy went and did indie shows and was buying people rings and was working for free because he wanted to do it just to help a little bit. He didn't intend on starting AEW. Uh, you know, WWE is the answer if you want more than just wrestling. I yes. I don't know what, what Jay White wants to do. I think he's, I mean, the top five talent in the world, arguably. Who will do more, more justice for him? Will it be WWE or will it be AEW? You know, WWE surprises you sometimes. People did not believe that a guy like Seth Rollins could get over in that company. And look at him now. He's he's uh, It's been over a decade. He's established. He's the top guy. Jay White definitely seems more pro wrestler than sports entertainment, but you know that that's just kind of keying in on on uh, on the joke. And you know, if Jericho could show up at PWG, then I know which is, is unbelievable, table. which is unbelievable. You know, but here's another thing, right? The Bucks contract's running out. They're they're yep. going to go in a contract year. Uh, Kenny's going to be coming up, and WWE did want Kenny. They did. They I don't I don't did. think he would go. I mean, but you know what's funny? I, I, I always stuck to this and I still t- stick to it. And I and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of crap for it. I always thought that if Kenny went there, they would have they would have done right by him. You think so? In the beginning, in the beginning, they would have done right by him. I, I think they saw at that point how successful Styles was and how impactful Styles was for them. And I think they would have wanted to follow that same concept with him. <laughs> I don't know, though, because as good as AJ Styles is, and some of this has to do with his age, obviously, he's not as exciting as he was even three years ago, I don't think. Like, his style no, is very... 45. Very WWE, you know, style the, these days with AJ. But, um, okay. So, if, uh, if we think, you know, J- I think Jay White is perfect for New Japan, but I can also see why he would want to come stateside because there's going to be more money out here. He sees the landscape of, you know, AEW versus WWE. It's probably a good time for talent. It's probably a good time for me to be uh, available. And so more power to him. But on the flip side, and it's kind of what I what I was asking you uh, before pivoting to Jay, but the idea of the market being favorable for talent because you have two competing companies. And I just wonder how much that changes with Vince. If just Vince being around kind of kills the idea of folks wanting to come from the AEW side to WWE, because that that keeps both companies fresh. Like if you just have yeah. the opportunity for people to go back and forth, you, you can keep reinventing. But if this idea that Vince is the scary boogeyman. I wonder if that does kind of halt that a little bit. Like, like what would FTR, what would FTR say today, knowing that at some point they're going to be a free agent and they're going to get offers from both sides. It's got to be a little deflating to know, Oh my gosh, is this dude going to be back again? He just sees us as, you know, workers or, or uh, forget about Vince, the new owners, you know, what are the, what's, what's their concept? What's their direction for WWE? 
You know, where do they want to go? It's, you know, maybe they want to go in a whole different direction that that WWE's not even doing right now. Uncertainty, AEW's going to benefit from this uncertainty on the WWE side. Uh, you know, some a talent told me uh, when I spoke to them the other day that, you know, everybody thought, you know, Hunter coming in, the grass was the grass is greener on that side. Well, you know what? There's a big yellow stain in that grass and it's Vince holding his leg up. I, I just, I, I, I think AEW benefits from this, uh, for the current time. I don't know, you know, going, going six months from now, who the hell knows what's going to happen, but I, it's a crazy year. I, yeah. I don't want to speculate on the AEW side because I don't know what their TV rights are going to look like right now. But on the WWE side, I could tell you that people are getting a little nervous because who's who's the potential buyer? What do they want to do? What's the direction you want? You've established these guys, top guys. You know, Roman's safe, Seth is safe. These guys are safe. But what if they turn around? They're like, okay, we just bought this thing for seven to eight billion dollars. We got to cut costs. Do we need? I'm throwing number two hundred professional wrestlers on our roster. No, yeah, and it's NXT, a TV which, show. which doesn't make money necessarily because it is it is a building block and it is not, you know, yeah. they do get I guess they do get TV money, but they're not touring or anything. Right. They're just housing this this place. Uh, so here's another thing. And, and and we'll we'll start talking about Dynamite here for a second uh, in a second. But on the podcast that I was talking about with Bellany and, and Lucas Shaw, and they're more big picture Hollywood guys than they are like wrestling bubble people. Um, but when they were talking about AEW, Bellany was like, does AEW even really matter? Like, are they a really, you know, competition? And, and Lucas Shaw said, yeah, you know, they are. They, they matter somewhat. He said, but they're owned by Warner Brothers Discovery. And Bellany went, oh, that's bad. Just because of this perception that Zaslov is, you know, he's he's got this plan and and. I guess their their stock is actually going back up, but he's got this plan where he has to cut a lot of money. So the perception from Hollywood or from these media reporters is that being a part of WBD is not actually a good thing for Tony Khan. Now, Tony Khan has consistently said that they are great partners and he sees nothing but great things in the future. So we'll we'll see on that. But the perception from non a non-hardcore wrestling fan was WBD is 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 not good for for AEW's business. Um, I don't know. I I I I don't think WBD has the ad sales that they did prior to the merger in place. That's as supportive. I can tell you that. Um, not that not that they're not supportive. I just think that there was there was a lot of excitement from people that I spoke to on the WBD. You know, the Warner Brothers side. Mm-hmm. Uh. I I don't think I don't know you know a lot of that again it's big picture stuff they're they're probably making that assumption based off of their cost cutting that they've done and they they cut that that Bat Batwoman movie and they yeah. cut this and they cut that you know they're, they're slashing, pull, I mean they're but, pulling stuff off of HBO Max that wasn't getting viewers so that they could relicense it elsewhere which is a yeah smart but maybe thing, maybe this benefits them though maybe this benefits no, yeah, AEW because they know smart. it's. It's programming that you know that you have over a million people a week that are watching in, in, you know, DVR plus three or plus seven, whatever you want to measure it. There is over a million people a week watching AEW content that is on Discover, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. So uh, where what other show do, you, do they have that has first run 
you know, live action programming other than the NBA and NHL that they could do this with. Not much. So they do benefit. Warner Warner will benefit from AEW. It's just a matter of who, who who's seeing it that way. <laughs> you know. Okay. So the, so so you mentioned the NBA and Bill Simmons predicted that the NBA and uh, Warner Brothers um, Discovery would not. not I, I don't. I don't remember if he said that they would not be doing the next deal, or if they would just be doing a lesser deal. And that—that's what I've heard is that maybe they don't get the biggest package that they currently have now, um, and maybe they have less games or 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 whatever. But if they're pulling back on you know, maybe the number two live sports property out there. Uh, it's not even maybe it is. It's just behind the NFL. It's, it's pretty far behind the NFL, but that's the number two sports property. And they, and they want to pull back from that. That's interesting, right? Because that that's the one that you kind of, you bend over backwards for because that relationship is so strong and that's what your network is known for. TNT is known for NBA basketball. Like, that's what they're known well, by. you know what, they then? I'm going to tell you something. Pull... Yeah. Uh, and I'll be blunt about it. Then it's sheer incompetence on your sales team. If you if you can't, and they, if you've negotiated this deal, and you're have you're suffering at selling those ads for NBA games, and, and they do have top-tier NBA games, uh, that, then, then you totally screwed up your sales team. And somebody is not connected to the right person. Uh, there's no reason why the NBA and, and the NFL and MLB will suffer in ad sales considering that they show, you know, the NBA shows growth. The NFL shows growth. Baseball's a little older. The NHL, it's, it's the NHL is actually getting a little younger and, and swerving. That was have a great you, deal you, for, for them, for the NHL. By yeah, the way. it was a great deal. Have you ever fo- looked at NHL live attendance uh, as far as their demo goes? Mm mm. There is a huge, I, I'm going to, I know about local New York Rangers, you know, Rangers Islanders. Do you know that it has a tremendous youthful female audience now for live games wow. in attendance, but not viewership? It hasn't translated yet. That is an untapped market. And I think a lot of people see that with the NHL. And I think that's why, you know, people are looking at the NHL as, as a, as a up and coming property now for television, because it's catering to a demo that's untapped. Uh, you know, these are all logistical sales pieces that you all ha- you have to look at. I, I don't think I, I I think AEW is going to be fine on on Turner. I I, I don't fear that they're going to get canceled or they're going to lowball them. Maybe I mean it depends on what you want. I don't I don't see them getting a hundred million a year, but I don't see them getting whatever they're getting now. So maybe somewhere in the middle. I think that's growth. I think that's positive for them. It's also low, low cost. You're not losing money by, by having AEW. But, you know, uh, the NBA, if you can't sell an ad for the NBA and you're not making the money that you want, then that's on you. I don't think it's on the NBA. Uh, okay, so let's talk about AEW Dynamite tomorrow. It's a big show for them. Now, I, I they are in an interesting spot from the perspective of they have done some really fun live shows for their live crowds the seattle crowd was awesome the portland crowd was awesome but the ratings don't necessarily reflect how awesome that those live crowds thought 
those shows were. And what I'm wondering is because, as we know, AEW live attendance was last year this time was doing fantastic, and now it has dropped. Like, I think the number for the Dynamite that's going to be at the Cow Palace, I think it's like 3,000-something that, you know, and that's coming up in, 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 you know, a month and in three weeks or whatever. And so, but, so it looks like, you know, something like Seattle was going to be great for them because they have a lot of local talent who, who work for them, but it does, it did look like they were trying to focus on the live crowd and maybe at least for me, the TV side of it, I didn't really relate as much to, to Darby Allen uh, necessarily, uh, I related a lot to to Daniel uh, D- uh, Brian Danielson, but I wonder: are, Do you think that they're going to focus some of these live shows a little more towards the live audience so that they can, you know, continue to go back into these cities successfully? And does that then hurt the television product, knowing that TV ratings are kind of, you know, the end all be all for you as far as your big? I don't know. Stream? You know. I think that this obviously this decline, I mean, it has to do with the fact that CM Punk's not there. That plays a part in this for sure. Uh, you could you could you could kind of look at this and, and come up with all the reasons in the world that that's not why. But I, I truly I look at it and I say, oh, well, listen, live attendance, you know, can another thousand or two thousand people makes a big difference. And who who's coming for that? Probably you want to go see CM Punk. Uh, here's one, right? Uh, the Safe Mart Center in Fresno, California, right? For Dynamite. 5,000, right now they've done 4,526. The current capacity is 5,300. to 800 tickets available. Uh, you know, first run in, in California, you want to be, there should be 8,000 tickets. You know, they're obviously capping it off somewhere. Here we go. UBS Arena, AEW, Wednesday, April 5th. They've sold 4,000 tickets already. There's, and if they, the current capacity is for 6,300 in a building that does like 14,000. Yeah. What does that say? Uh, not good. I mean, not not terrible, but not great. I'm trying to find the uh, the Cow Palace number here. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I'm doing a Dave. I'm pulling up my notes. Look at this. <laughs> I need to shuffle the paper. Okay, here we go. Cow Palace, right? March 1st. Current capacity is 5,199. Tickets distributed, 2,500. There's yeah, 2,600 tickets available. That's not great. And that and that and this is the same building where Rey Mysterio beat Brock Lesnar. And so you know there were more than 5,000 people in that building. Yeah. Uh, not, I mean, that's not great. That's a big building. It's a big old building, but it's a big building. I, you know, it, it's growing pains, really. You know, and they haven't. You know, you lost that top guy. Uh, you know, the, I think a lot of it was people got deflated, and so did I. The MJF stuff deflated me. Uh, the CM Punk stuff deflated me. You didn't have Kenny Omega for eight months. He comes, he leaves. Uh, I, I think now is going to be the rebuilding year, and they're going to have to come up with a top program that people are really heavily invested in. And what better way to bring in CM Punk and do that trios match, huh? <laughs> With FTR <laughs> and him versus Kenny and the Bucks. You know what? You want to sell out? You want to, you want to have a 20,000 person 
uh, in attendance at, at Grand Slam again, that's how you're going to end up doing it. I'm not saying it's going to be punk, right? I'm just having fun here, but... Okay, but how much of it is... an act like how, that. How much of it is they were... They were the new dandy. Fans were, were excited for it. And then WWE pulls off WrestleMania with Cody, with Steve Austin, with Johnny Knoxville, uh, and Sami Zayn. As much as I didn't like that match, so many people love that match. And and it just made they they were like, okay, AEW, you guys are the young upstart. You're doing great, but we're going to show you how to put on a giant show that is going to look fantastic to the the bigger sports world. How much of it was that? How much of it was WrestleMania just blowing everything else out of the water? I think a lot of that. It's all optics, right? Uh, Cody Cody leaving was a big hit. I, I think AEW's fine. I think they're going to be okay. And AEW's a wrestling product. Let's not forget that. WWE's less wrestling than AEW is. Uh I, I I'm hoping that they kind of get on track here in this year. I, I really want them to get on track and I want those numbers to grow and I want it to be super successful because I think it's great for wrestling, but you're not going to outcompete WWE ever. Uh, I think that's, that's a very unrealistic expectation because these, these people have been, you know, in the wrestling business for decades and decades and you're four, you're four years old as a company uh, you're gonna you, you've hit you've hit that little little hurdle, but how do you how do you bring it back? Captivating TVs must must watch TV, but you know you know bring in Vince Russo, do a higher power angle. There you go, that's how you do it, right? Isn't that isn't that the answer? Isn't that how you do it? Oh man, you bring in Hogan. You know what, Bill Goldberg, he could drive. No, I, I mean really. Okay, he, he, okay, he, I, 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 it may sound like I'm making a joke here. Best thing for AEW, Vince takes over again. That's the best thing for oh, them. 100%. That is the a yeah. great opportunity for them uh, to uh, you know to to get back in, into what they were doing. Okay, quickly because we only have yeah. uh, I don't know, nine-ish minutes. I wanted to just go over this forum card for this weekend. I'm sorry for tomorrow and and see you know your thoughts on on what's going on here. So it is the match seven of the best of seven series between the elite and the death triangle. And I apologize in advance for this statement because after watching Kenny Omega in new Japan, I almost don't want to watch him back in AEW oh my God. because I know dude, same. He's, he's, he's kind of goofy and funny uh, in a, in AEW, but he was the man in new Japan. Like that was the Kenny Omega that everyone was like, this is the dude. Like he, he's the guy. I don't know. So, I, I mean, I hope that they have a great match. And it, it's, you know, I don't know if I necessarily needed to see seven of these things. But uh, I know a lot of people are excited, so I don't want to take that away from them. But whew, Kenny Omega in New Japan is so much better than the, the version that we see. I couldn't believe it. I, it was I, I, I watched that match. I didn't take my eyes off the TV for one second. I mean, it was... He was he was the Kenny that that you know everybody fell in love with as far as professional yeah. wrestling goes. He really was on top. I, now can he do that every every you know? Can he do that regularly? I don't think so. Nor should he. But uh, we never saw that Kenny Omega in AEW. Even even no. with those unbelievable matches, he never he never put went into that gear. 
but maybe he will now. Maybe, but I just I think the 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 television breaks, like the natural commercial breaks, really take away the. It it just takes away the rhythm of a wrestling match for me. So it's so yeah. it's it's hard for me to go. I'm into this, and then the commercial comes, and I'm just like this. And then the picture in picture doesn't help because I like I'm just like I'd rather them just go to commercial. <laughs> I don't want to see what's going on in the small corner. Um, even on the pay per view side, dude, we never got to see that kind. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, okay, uh, John Moxley against Hangman Page finally after uh, these uh, last weeks of promos that that they're cutting on each other. I, I know Hangman said that uh, he's going to mail. Moxley, a videotape of the beating that he's going to give him. I'm not. I'm not sure Moxley has a VCR, so I don't know if that's going to actually work. Uh, but uh, what do you think about this program? Um, it's okay. I'm into it. Are you not? I don't know what the beef is. Really, I'm not exactly sure what the beef is on either side. Like Moxie's just like, yeah, I kicked your ass and I knocked you out. Big deal. And Hangman's like, you know, I, I forgot what was his excuse. The first excuse was awesome where he said something about the, he, he looked on the phone screen and didn't recognize the son or something or forgot the son's name. And then the, just every, everything after that has, I think has been a little weak on, on Hangman's side. So, yeah. Am I looking forward to two really good professional wrestlers have a wrestling match? Yeah, of course. Like those guys are gems, but the the build and the feud and you know, they were trying to build off of something that happened in real life. That hasn't really done anything for me. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I I want it. I I I'm into it, but I feel like it could have been more. But mm-hmm. uh, we saw it already, right? You yep. saw it, and and there was there was a stop and go, and I get that there was a stop and go with this, but okay, so Hangman wins. That's where I'm seeing it go, and then what? I don't know. I I got to tell you that the the CM Punk stuff. I think, it, I think it, Hangman it never, it never it never rubbed off of me with the Hangman stuff. What do you mean? Like I it took me out of it. I and, and it's nothing with him. It's not his fault, but. He had that issue happen. Then he went away for a little bit, and then he came back. Yeah, Punk kind of ate know? him up, didn't you think? Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll I mean, it, it, they're they're different types of of promos for sure. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't think Hangman came out of that uh, feud with Punk any better than he went in for sure. Okay, no. Brian Danielson versus Takeshita in a match that is going to happen <laughs> there's no you know it's just it's just going to be a really good wrestling match i think that you know i'm hoping that that's a that's an unbelievable match because uh i want to see i want to see him do great uh did you do you know what they were filming at pwg dave just said he thought it was like an angle with don Callis for Takeshita. uh because i think there's an i think Whatever Takeshita does in AEW is going to be based around, you know, Don has been scouting him, right? So when whenever they make that move with Takeshita, actually put him in, in a real angle, it's going to be based around that. So whether it's going to be with the elite or maybe 
the elite are going to antagonize him. I actually think it works better that way. Like the way that I thought yeah. about it was Takeshita, you know, he, he loses, loses, loses. And I thought the, the a great first win would be Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega kind of going in, not as the New Japan character necessarily, but as the AEW guy where he's, you know, he he's he's top of the food chain and who's this Takeshita kid and they have this great match and Takeshita wins. I thought that would be a great way to kind of put him on the map. But I, I don't know. It's But it sounds like it's going to be around this this Don Callis angle. We'll see what happens. Curious about it. Okay, now we only got three minutes left, so so we'll yeah. end it with this one because I do want your thoughts. The killer and the pillar, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker versus Soraya and Tony Storm. Does Mercedes show up tomorrow? She doesn't have to wrestle. Does she just show up? It, I I mean, people are going to be disappointed if she doesn't. Yes. Right. A lot of people are going to be disappointed if she doesn't. So I, I would imagine. Uh, listen, they, they did a wink and a nod on TV, right? <laughs> and the boss, the boss, right? They did it. So why do that if that is not what you're intending? You know, they're not in the. They're not swerving you, bro. <laughs> maybe, maybe Vince is back. Maybe, maybe they are, know. but I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I <laughs> God, I would love that. Uh, I would die. I really would. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not it's counterintuitive to do that. Yeah. If you're not intending, if, if if you never intended on her being the partner and the Internet got worked up and they think she's the partner. And they want her to be the partner. And now you would even acknowledge it in some capacity on TV and she's not. Where was the benefit here of, you know, was it? Aha, I got you because I'm a heel. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It, it does. That doesn't benefit anyone. So I'm leaning towards she will show up in some capacity. I I hope so, but I do kind of think that maybe the uh, the New Japan show will be the first time that she actually wrestles uh, because. Uh, but then again, they sold that show out, so it, I don't even know if it matters. Well, I guess it matters for the fight pay per view that they want to sell. So that that it, it will probably matter there. So maybe they they wouldn't want her to wrestle. Maybe on, maybe, uh, but maybe uh, maybe uh, Paige also shows up at that New Japan pay per view, right? You could cool. do something there, and you, you kind of build something together. There's a lot of moving parts. Also, what is happening with that Ring of Honor deal, right? Tony had said we will find out as soon as this show's over. Hopefully soon. After, hopefully soon. So hopefully soon, because something's happening. Uh, they New Japan. Um, uh, the name of the show slipped in my mind. What uh, strong New Japan strong is done. Yeah. So, so they need something. All right. I just saw a Brian Alvarez tweet that says, let's give this Lance show a try. So I think that was a little bit of a an alert to us to hurry up and Uh-oh, get off. We got to go get off air, you guys. And Brian's sick, too. So if he's that excited to do this show with Lance and sick, then we really better need to get out. of We got to go. We got to get uh, out. All right. Here. All right. So, uh, yeah. So that was a that was a. A lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed going through the whole Vince thing with you. So uh, we'll be back next week to talk. Uh, I'm, I'm sure more stuff relating to this story. It's going to be the story of the year. Uh, so yeah. for Andrew, I am Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out.